So I'm going to jump right into our next story. This comes all the way from New Zealand, um, from one of our listeners. Actually, to be more specific, this comes from American Samoa. Um, he grew up, um, he was sent to live in a village out there with his um, older relatives as kind of a punishment. I guess this place is home to um, one of the last groups of people who stopped doing cannibalism, and that's where he wound up getting sent to live. Um our listener's name, his real name is actually very, very long. I'm not going to try to pronounce it. I'll have him do that for us. But um, he goes by Ethan. So I'm going to call him Ethan. Um, but yeah, this one's very unique. Um, and I'm just going to let him tell the story. Uh, so so my full name is actually Su'umalo Itini Shwago, which um, is my Matai title from Samoa. But my English name's uh, Ethan. And I'm from, well, I'm based in New Zealand, but um. I was raised in Samoa for a bit. Samoa and the Pacific Islands, they're pretty superstitious when it comes to sort of, you know, anything regarding spirits and death and things like that. And our village of Aitongi was um, was one of the last recorded places in the Pacific to stop cannibalism. So, it was, uh, you know, always, always had a bit of a haunting sort of background. But um, they reckon, you know, years ago, maybe over 100 years ago, the, the village actually... Um, was full of sinners and criminals and murderers and things like that and the village actually caught on fire and um, while the village was on fire the villagers would go to the water with coconuts and they'd fill it with water and they'd run back to the fire to try and douse the fire out with water but uh, every time they threw it onto the fire it supposedly turned to oil and and the fires just got bigger and then after a weekend long affair basically everyone in the village was dead Um, when I was 15 uh, I sort of like dropped out of high school and I was just sort of hanging out with the wrong people and things like that and and um, you know uh, I was yeah I was a trouble teen to say the least and, and it's pretty common in sort of Samoan families and Pacific nations um, for like you know if the kids are sort of misbehaving they're not, not really appreciative of what they have your family will sort of send you back to the island so my dad gave me a one-way ticket back to Back to Psalm 1. So the goal of it is like you work on the plantations. It's sort of the, supposed to bring you back down to earth, make you go back home with a with a greater appreciation for everything you have and behaving a bit better. And it works, I reckon. Well, when you first get there, the first night it's real obvious. Like people always cover their mirrors at night um, because they, they believe that, you know, if you look in the mirror at nighttime, like especially around midnight, um, that you might see the spirit and the spirit might try to, take you back and like you also get told like you're not supposed to whistle at night uh, whistling is just like a super big no-no apparently it sort of invites spirits into your home like you're supposedly saying like welcome come on in this is where we live this is where we sleep i thought it was all gibberish you know <laughs> i was like you crazy backwards people living in the bush like something's not right with you and my auntie gave me that story and i thought she was just playing around with me so like one night when we were having dinner i whistled and my auntie beat my ass she was like you can never do that again in this home we'd like we're sending you away i was like it's that serious she's like yeah like you cannot do that in this place yeah so we were we i didn't have a job or school at the time so i was sort of just home alone in the day i went outside to have a cigarette i sort of snuck away from everybody so i went way away our driveway was like you know a good 100 meters long it was midday i was like the best place i can go to make sure no one's gonna see me have a cigarette is is right out on the road right tucked in by the bushes by the bus stop and i was like okay this is where we're gonna go i get down nobody's around it's clear for days there were no other houses from our sort of driveway for like maybe another three minute drive maybe like a couple hundred meters so you know i sat down on the sidewalk and 
and I light up the cigarette and, you know, the sun's beaming down, everything's good. And then I hear this thing in the bush behind me and I'm thinking, okay, it's got to be an animal. I was worried because, you know, dog attacks are super, super common in Samoa. And I was like, all right, okay. So I get up and and, and then this dog comes out of the bushes and it's this little, it's, it's, it's maybe, maybe a year old, this puppy. Um, it's, it's blonde. It's, it's a super skinny, like super malnourished, like I'd say Labrador. And it comes out and it sort of looks at me and I didn't click it first, but when I took a bit of look at it, like the whole body of this dog was just like open wounds. Like this dog had been poured over in oil. This dog had been lit on fire and it looked like maybe the fire had just been put out. Like it looked super fresh, the wounds. So obviously like you know i love animals i freak out i'm looking at this dog it looks super sad it looks super hurt so i'm like i should grab this dog and make sure it's okay um and when i sort of like go to grab the dog it just freaks out and it hurls into the bush i follow this dog out into the woods and we're walking we're walking for maybe we maybe get 100 meters deep into the bush and you know when you go through the bush you have to be careful because like when the great burning happened, they sort of just buried all these people where it was clear. And eventually they just didn't look after it. And all these, uh, this forest has grown around these graves and you don't want to stand on the graves. So you sort of watch where you're walking and, but I'm still trying to catch this dog and we get deeper into the woods and then it goes behind the tree and it just disappears. Like, I don't know where it could have gone, but it just disappeared like into thin air. And, um, you know, I'm looking around for this dog and then I sort of realized like, you know, the ground's really firm. I don't, I don't know, this isn't grass, this isn't sand. So I sort of look down and I realized that I'm actually standing on, on something concrete. And as I sort of, you know, brush my foot around to sort of see what it is, I realize I'm standing on a, on a, on a grave, gravestone. So I sort of, you know, I step back and I'm freaking out. I'm like, okay, well, I've lost this dog. Now I'm in the woods with a bunch of dead bodies and gravestones and things like that and when i look closer at the at the gravestone to sort of see you know is this uh, is there a name or what year is this um the grave doesn't actually say anything it just says the words um devolo which in Samoan means devil which is um you know not the most exciting thing to find in the bush i lost the dog and here i am standing on supposedly the devil's grave yeah I ran home. I ran home crying. Like, I, was, I was freaking out. I talked to my auntie the, uh, that night. Like when she got home from work, I was telling her what happened. And she's like, you don't follow dogs into the woods. And I was like, what do you mean? She's like, apparently, supposedly you follow dogs. Like if a dog runs into the forest and, and you follow it into the woods, um, they take you to wherever they died. And, and the spirit will, you know, snatch your life and, and take over your body or something like that. They didn't doubt for a second that it happened. They were just like, oh, yeah, don't do that again. I was like, this is casual. This happens. Like, We went back um, to see if we could actually find where it was because like, my cousins were like, there's no way the grave said Divolo. I was like, I'm, I'm certain it did it because that's why I freaked out. And we, we didn't walk too far because obviously like, there's genuine superstition there, but we genuinely just couldn't find it at all. Like, like, we would have walked around for maybe 30 minutes to an hour trying to find this thing. Never again. It was unreal. I've never found the gravestone again. Like, we tried to find it, but I don't know where the hell it was or where the hell I was, so...